the Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Busy, good, solid Saturday morning of sports talk. Me and you all the way till noon. That's when Anita Marks comes your way. And then we got Knicks and Blazers at 4.30. The Knicks made absolutely no deals at the trade deadline, which I, I guess the rationale behind that, because they tried, is who, who wants any of these Knicks players, really? Right? When you sit there and you look at it, is, is there someone that you say, if you're another team, God, I got I to gotta have Kemba Walker on this team. The Knicks don't want Kemba Walker. Like, who, who are the guys? And that's, how, that's what, what's happened so quickly. We'll get to that in a moment. But let's kind of set the stage for what we have this morning on the day before the Super Bowl. All right? You have maybe a, a Super Bowl that does not move the needle all that much, but even the, the least exciting and intriguing Super Bowl is, is still the Super Bowl. Right? You get Burrow and the Bengals and Stafford and the, the Rams, and the Rams are home, and it, this is it. We get one more game, and then we do not have football, actual on-the-field football, which matters for six full months, which I don't know how you feel about it. Depresses me to no end. But we have one more game, so R.J. Bell will join us uh, at 11 o'clock, and he'll give us his, his picks and analysis and prop bets and everything that he does. We'll do a frenzy with him as well at 11.15. Uh, 10.30 this morning, we will do a, a segment that you we all really adore, and that's Stump Rothenberg. And, and up until then, we'll get to a lot of your calls at 1-800-919-3776. So we're going to split today. Um, well, I, listen, a couple things. It, MLB is having a proposal today. If anything comes of that, we certainly will bring it to your attention. But until we have news is it really worthy of discussion? What we do know about that is that you're going to have universal DH, which I think is great and certainly helps the Mets. So, um, listen, in the coming weeks when we have information on that, and hopefully it's not too long, we will certainly discuss it. Because pitchers and catchers are supposed to report, like, now. Like, today, tomorrow. Games start 10 days, and then the end of March, the season starts. Supposed to. So, we'll keep an eye on that, certainly. Uh, but we'll bounce between the NFL today. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl tomorrow and the NBA and the trade and the trade deadline and everything. I, I don't know that I ever remember. And here's the thing. There's kind of a, a couple of different ways to attack the trade between Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Firstly, and I, this might not be the way you want it to be attacked, but I, I, I can't help it. I'm, I cannot help it. I don't ever remember a trade in which I found each major piece of the deal to be more unlikable than they are in this deal. Really, these guys, I mean, you look at James Harden and he forces his way out of Houston. He's overweight. He doesn't want to be there. The team's no longer good and he's going to act like a baby, which bothered me at the time. And now he gets traded to his choice. Right? It's either Philly or Brooklyn. He goes to Brooklyn. It's where he wanted to go. And he's here for a year, like one year. And oh, and then, and come on. I don't know if you watched that game against the Sacramento Kings. It was criminal. It, it was disgusting watching him play. He, I mean, it's almost like he tanked the game. He does not want to be on the court. He's going to let you know it's all about him. He refused to stay. He's angry with Kyrie. I get it. I get it. You're angry with Kyrie. You don't want to be here. You think what he's doing is, is ridiculous. You think he's a bad teammate. You're annoyed at Kevin Durant because he's taking the other side and not your side. I get all of it. 
act like a professional for a minute. And I thought the report was comical, comical, in which Woj said, you know, he doesn't want to be thought of as a guy that forces his way out of places. He, he doesn't really want to request a trade. It's exactly what he is. That's exactly what he is. He, and you know what the worst part of all of it is? It works. It works for him. I don't want to be here, so I'll show up overweight. I get traded. I don't want to be here, so I'll go out there and I won't try. So I'll go out there, or I won't go out there because I have a, a hamstring injury, which magically has gotten better now that he's dealt to where he wants to go. Repulsive. Absolutely repulsive. And the flip side of all of it is Ben Simmons, who might be the most sensitive guy in the history of sports, who can't shoot in front of teammates in practice, who has to lock himself away in a, a special gym so nobody watches him shoot. I mean, how can you buy in that this is a guy that's going to lead you to the promised land where he's, I mean, obviously has something going on. So, and then, and then to use mental illness and depression as a, as a crutch, as a lie. And that's what it is. And I said nothing about it because he came out and said, and this is the genesis of it, is that he had an issue with Doc Rivers, was asked a question, heat of the battle, do you think you can win a championship with Ben Simmons as, as your, your point guard, as your leader? And he said, I don't, I don't know. And from that moment on, he vowed, I'll never play in Philadelphia again. And you know what? He never did. So then they weren't going to pay him. And then all of a sudden, he has depression, which I think is a very serious thing and don't look sideways at it at all and have tremendous respect for a Kevin Love, for a Calvin Ridley, who have legitimate depression and can't play and speak about it and tell you their concerns, I, I, all of that. But this guy didn't have that. Because all of a sudden, he can't play. He can't play. Once they're going to take his salary away, now it's depression. Now it's mental illness. And now he gets traded. And guess who magically gets cured? I don't ever remember a trade in which I have found each of the primary parties of the deal more unlikable. And I will tell you this. I will actively, actively root against each of these teams. And you will know it on the air, and you will know it if you're around me. Actively root against these teams. I, I, I do not care for Kyrie Irving. And Ben Simmons, I would want no part of this guy. None. So that's that. Harden, disgrace. Really. I mean, what these guys... And, and you know what the worst part all, uh, of it is? And we'll, we'll analyze the basketball piece in a moment. The worst part to me is they acted like children... And it worked. That, to me, is the worst part of this trade. I'm making up excuses. I'm making up injury. I'm using depression as a crutch when it's not true. It's magically cured when I get what I want. Oh, absolutely repulsive. And it worked. That's the thing that makes, at least me in this situation, just so uncomfortable. So, that being said, who won the deal? You know, typically I'll come on, and, and as you just heard, I have an opinion, a strong opinion on most things. This, to me, is going to be a wait and see. Now, the one definitive is Philly is so much better now. I mean, you went from not having a second piece to having a second piece. So as far as this year, Philadelphia takes the step forward, a tremendous step forward. That's a huge step. You had a guy that you know, on a good night can give you 35 points and, and 10 rebounds and 10 assists. 
and you package that with one of the top three players in the world right now in Joel Embiid? I mean, Philly for this season takes a bigger step, I believe, than Brooklyn. And see, Brooklyn didn't even have to worry about Philadelphia. Brooklyn could have looked at Philly and said, that's, that, that's a non-issue. That's not one of the teams we have to be concerned about. Now you've made Philly a player. So I think, and I, I don't know, I don't have a great feel on this deal. Because, I, I, you know, I, I, let, me, let me see what James Harden's going to be there. I don't know what Ben Simmons is. I haven't seen Ben Simmons in a long time. Last time I saw Ben Simmons, he had a layup that he wanted no part of. Remember that? In the postseason? A, 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 I mean, the guy's 6'10". He had a wide-open layup. He wanted no part of it. None. So I need to see what Ben Simmons I'm getting. Now, on paper, and you can't judge, you can't judge any, great, any trade on paper, especially this one, because of the dynamic with, with what goes on between their ears with these two guys. But in theory, I get an elite defender. I get a, a, a guy that can play the five and handle the ball that doesn't need to score even better yet, doesn't want to score, right? Would prefer not to shoot on a team where I have multiple guys that all they want to do is shoot. You can see the attraction and I get considerably younger. If I'm Brooklyn, you can see the, at least I can see the attraction there for them in a big way. So I, I, I don't know. This is a, this to me, and you know, everybody wants to have their hot take and their immediate reaction and this is what it's going to be, and I'm the first one to get it out there. So if it's right, you know, praise me all the way. I, I don't know. I really, I really don't. I think this could go either way with either team. I think Ben Simmons, could it could be a perfect fit because they're, they're probably telling him right now, we don't care if you score four points a game. We don't care if you have wide-open 12-footers and don't take them. We have guys for that. You go out there, you defend, you rebound, you facilitate, that's all we're looking for from you. That wasn't the way in Philly. In Philly, he needed to score. This guy can, this guy can play point guard and defend the five. That is almost non-existent in this league. So I've seen, a, you know, this, the Daryl Morey, this could be the worst move he's ever made. It could be. Or they could win a championship this year. And you say, my God, what a steal that was for Daryl Morey, right? Because that's what it's all about. One title. You win one title. One. And I'll tell you this, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they better figure out a way to win a championship. Because if they don't, this experiment has been a tremendous failure. A monstrosity of a failure. For this team, for this collection of talent, for the mortgaging of the future, to not win a title would be awful. And I have never wanted, because let's be fair, the Knicks are not doing anything, right? I mean, they beat Golden State the other night. Great. You got them at 432 against Portland, a game they're actually favored in, I think by five. So maybe they can make it two in a row and, I don't know, maybe play better down the stretch and at least compete for one of these play-in games, although I don't think, I don't think they will. And I don't think it matters if they do. I mean, honestly, if you told me right now from the Knicks' standpoint, you're going to go out there, you're going to lose games, you're going to go 2-12 in your next 14, but that's going to mean that the young guys are going to play down the stretch of the season? Give me that. Really. Give me that. I would sign for that in a moment. So that's kind of what, where we are today. The Knicks, they do nothing. I was frustrated by it. Now i got to sit here and, and deal with Julius Randle for more, although it does maybe, maybe in not being dealt, you got a, a new and improved version of Julius Randle, maybe, possibly. 
So we got the Knicks doing nothing and where they are. We've got the huge trade with the uh, the Nets and, and Philadelphia. And I, and I really, I, I challenge you to find me a deal in which both parties, both main components of the trade, you found to be more like unlikable than Ben Simmons and James Harden. So we got the deal and what that means and what that means for the East and what that means for the entirety of the NBA. And then, of course, we got a little football game called the Super Bowl. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. At this moment, every Saturday, we bring in the, the highly appreciated, very opinionated, Tyreek D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. How are you? Davido, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's gorgeous outside. It is gorgeous. I am hydrated. I'm happy to be here. I had a good night's sleep. I got a football game tomorrow. Uh, things are good. There's a lot happening. You just mentioned I'm very opinionated. I got so many takes today. I don't even know if, if, if we have the time. Well, you you know what, what I maybe we should do? What is that? I step aside. And you just let allow me you to host the show. Like magically, your connection just drops. Right. Like, my connect- like what would happen if, if, you know, oops, my Comrex doesn't work anymore. It's it's on you. Well, good this thing. is the Ty Butler Show yes. on 98.7 ESPN. Well, good thing you have someone with some uh, solo hosting experience. Now, it's been a while since it's happened. Uh, we don't know what's going on in, in, in that area. But if your connection randomly drops... We can hold it down here. Oh, it's good to know. I mean, we'd spend two and a half hours killing Kyrie Irving because, I mean, beautiful open, Dave. You went in, up and in, as uh, they would say in baseball, on both Harden and Simmons. And with and rightfully reason. so. Rightfully so. By the way, that article that Ramona Shelburne put, put out yesterday, she's fantastic with her reporting always, that detailed, you know, the weeks leading up to this. Harden showed up to not just Rockets camp, Last year overweight, but he showed up to Nets training camp this year overweight. You know, he's he's seeking out opinions from professional agents about how to get his way to Philly. You know, this whole time he had been lying to the Nets brass about wanting to be here when he's, you know, trying to create an exit strategy. It's so it's it, it, he is so unlikable. It was such a disaster. So unlikable. And by and then she also mentioned that this hamstring injury, it was an agreed upon uh, decision between the Nets and Harden that he was just going to sit through the trade deadline, so he flies back to Houston. Oh, and that West Coast trip you mentioned, uh, the four-point performance against the Kings. Was grotesque. He he was out, you know, partying throughout the West Coast trip, just out partying. Yeah, listen, I, I will say this. The There's something great games. about it for me because now, you know, when you watch a game or a series in the NBA and it's like, oh, you don't really care, it's like, all right, there's no juice. Every time the Nets and or Sixers will be in a series, to me, there's juice. I, I now want to watch it. I now want to actively root again. I always root against Philly and everything anyway. But now with James Harden, it's just a another chip, another reason for me to root against that city and that organization. And for a guy who, I mean, had multiple choke jobs with the Rockets in an old playoff series against the Spurs, against the Warriors, he forces his way out of Houston, comes to the Nets. They get He gets hurt last year. There's going to be so much pressure on him as far as his legacy is concerned yep. because he's already one of the top 25, top 30 players of all time. 
But the one thing he doesn't have he's on never his won resume a title. is a championship. Has and he to, ever been to a cha- to a he's finals been to the finals outside of the, no. the one OKC year? 2012 was the last time he's been to the finals. And you think about the great players he's had. CP3, who last year was in the finals once he went to a new team. He's played with Durant. He's played with Westbrook. He's played with Kyrie now. He's played with Dwight Howard in his prime. And now he's going to play with Embiid in his prime. So there's a lot now, of pressure what, on Now what happens? What happens? Because you know it will at some point when Joel Embiid gets hurt. Now, be it this year or next year, because at some point, Joel Embiid's going to go down and not be able to play more than 34 games in the season. And that does does he now force his way out of Philly? Which is why Maury had to get this deal done now. Everyone says, well, he had all the leverage. He could have waited to the offseason. No, Embiid's probably going to be the MVP. He's healthy now. The Sixers have a clear path to the finals. There's no super team you have to overcome anywhere. So that's why you got to make the deal now to capitalize and maximize Embiid's prime. But what I was going to say is, Dave— the guy who can't skate in all of this, and I don't yeah, think you mentioned Kyrie him. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Well, this this all happened because of him. Well, I mean, what a disaster this is. Because the funny, like, it was so comical to me reading all the stories and the reports about, you know, what should the Nets do? And obviously it wasn't going to happen, but the easiest solution was to trade Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but who in their right mind would take on Kyrie Irving? No one would. Nobody. But, but, you wouldn't get you wouldn't give a, a chair and a bucket of ice water for Kyrie Irving now. But for for from a basketball standpoint, the Nets, the the perfect situation would have been to build your team around Durant and Harden because, you know, they're two of the best ten players in the league. Kyrie Irving, he is for the third time think about this. For the third time, he is fracturing a team's title chances because it's impossible. He did it in and, Cleveland. And you know what the thing is? He did it in Boston, yep. and now he's doing the same thing. And they in wanted Brooklyn. no part of him in Boston. They couldn't get rid of him quickly enough. You know what the amazing thing is? He doesn't care. And that's 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 what's he so frustrating. Does, if you asked him right now, he'd be like, "I'm doing no." I don't even think he thinks he's doing anything wrong. Let me just humor you for a moment, Dave. Just bear with me. Okay. Here's an excerpt from the CBS article. This is after Kenny Atkinson was fired. This is a CBS article. The Brooklyn Nets fired head coach Kenny Atkinson on Saturday morning. You're hearing the normal euphemisms that they parted ways and even that the decision was mutual between Atkinson and the organization. Uh, Frame it how you want it. They fired him, and Kyrie Irving almost certainly had something to do with it. This is going back last year. The Nets fired a head coach who, by the way, got them to the point where they were attract, uh, attractive for free agents like Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They fired him because Kyrie Irving got here and decided he didn't want to play for that guy anymore. Listen, this organization sold their soul to the devil, okay? They bring in Durant, they bring in Kyrie, they bring in Harden, and they gave those guys the keys to the car and said, whatever you want, we will do. Well, you know what? Be careful what you wish for. Because you get rid of the coach immediately, the thing is completely dysfunctional, and they played a grand total of 16 16 games games together. It did not work, and I question whether it ever had a chance to work. Kyrie Irving comes here, and he gets the coach fight. And I would make this argument, Kenny Atkins is a better head coach than Steve Nash. Oh, my, you're a better head coach than Steve Nash. Steve Nash, I mean, come on. And and then if you remember, uh, Kyrie goes on a podcast and he's asked about the coaching situation. He's like, we, we don't really need a head coach. I could yeah, be no. a head coach. Durant could be a How what disrespectful is that, about? by the way? Dude, what are you talking about? But so how he, could you imagine that coming up being like, we don't really need a head coach? So you get the head coach fired, who who got you here. 
You you bring in this doesn't new care, guy who's got guy. no he experience. Care. They trade for James Harden, one of the best players in the league, and you run him out of town. So you you fractured the Cavs. You messed up the Celtics, who, by the way, were in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals but just couldn't get past LeBron. They thought maybe you could be the missing ingredient. Couldn't win there with Brad Stevens and a, and a young core, a really good organization. You come here, and you've got two of the best players in the world as your teammates, and you find a way to screw that situation up as well? He does not care. And, and Re- when I, I saw this quote yesterday. And, You're very chatty uh, today. Th- this is, I mean, because it's, it's so mild. I mean, mild you, you have a lot to say. I saw this quote yesterday from, from some Sean Marks. Kyrie is frustrated with the fact that he's not able to be out there. I saw Really? That. He's frustrated with the fact that oh, if only there was a way Kyrie Irving could play in home games. Oh, yes, there is a way. Get the vaccination. He won't do it. Get the vaccine. He won't, he won't do it. And, and look, you can you can make the argument, you know, everyone has a right and a choice. I get it. But when it's a team sport, these guys are out there trying to win a championship and, and you're holding them hostage essentially because you decided that you don't want to buy into to the title hopes. You, you know who must be the most patient guy in the world? Katie. Kevin Durant. I, I don't I don't think he has children yet, right? No, he doesn't. When he does, he's gonna be a great father. Dude, imagine Durant going from basketball nirvana. With Kerr and Curry and, and Clay Thompson, and I get Draymond's a pest, but when he's on your team, you love him. Of course, going from that to this dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know what the amazing thing is? It doesn't. And maybe behind closed doors, it does. It doesn't seem to bother him all that. Oh, much. he was bothered on TNT when they were. I don't know if you saw the. Oh, they were making selections. fun of him. No, they were making the All Star selections, and I don't know if we have this uh, this cut in the system, uh, Jake. But it was De- uh, Kevin Durant. And LeBron are the captains of the All-Star teams. <laughs> and uh, Rudy Gobert and James Harden are the last two players on the list uh, to pick. And he refused to pick Harden. He just he just refused to pick him. You can tell he's bitter. And Jake's got the cut here. I don't know if you want to listen to it, Dave, oh, but it was so I good. I do. I, w- I would love to hear it. Is he? Can he? Is he? Is he? He hasn't played. Is he healthy? Who's that? James, he hasn't played. Uh, do, he's, he's like, missed, what happens if he doesn't? Uh, he got traded. He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a handy. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing. They're laughing. He's missed the last three with a with a hammy. And here's here's the the cut I was talking about. I need somebody to offset that. So I I'll agree. go with uh, Rudy Gobert. I agree. I agree. That, that, worked, out, that worked out nicely. For that you. worked out nicely. I mean, you can't let people Good run job, through the lane baby. and dump on the time. Ask somebody to defend him back there. Hey, let's not check us. Hey, that's hey. Hey, when somebody won't out, you let them go. Don't let them come back. I'm with you, KD. So that's that's him picking Rudy Gobert over James but Harden they're, because they're he needed le- This is now a punchline to these guys. You you have now created such a a nonsensical drama. That that the the TNT roundtable is now laughing at you, and maybe Hardy doesn't care either. I'm sure he doesn't. But the but the report you referenced with Woj saying you know he doesn't want to publicly. Oh, I love I love I adored that oh, that report. So he doesn't he doesn't want to appear like he's forcing his way out. The the guy is holding this organization hostage. Dude, how do you show up to camp <laughs> out of shape? Your team is the the favorites to win the championship, and you show up out of shape. That is so pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's so disrespectful. I love it. You, I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love that there ima- are now two teams for me to just hate in the Eastern Conference. But could you imagine, man, like imagine this with the Knicks and this was happening at, at the Garden? 
Like it's a big story. It's a big story with the Nets, but if this were the Knicks, man, it's they would insane. never go away. All right, um, the Ty D. Butler show and Rothenberg hosting alongside. That was fun. Yeah, this is your show. I'm just I'm just here to to keep you on the rails. That is a uh, tour de force for Kyrie Irving on how to basically ruin three franchises that had cha- championship aspirations. And yet he doesn't care, and there'll be no repercussions for him. Nope. And the second that he's available to play full time, he'll be playing 38 minutes a night. So. In the end, Kyrie gets exactly what Kyrie wants. And that's the thing. They all get what they want. Simmons wanted out. He's out. Harden wanted out. He's out. Kyrie wants this. Whatever this is, he's getting whatever it is that he seems to be wanting. It is embarrassing. All right. 1-800-919-3776. Ty, is it okay if we get to some of the calls when we return? I don't know how I feel about that. I still feel like I got some words I got to get out. All right. Well, you know what, people? We're going to uh, we're gonna bring you in because Ty's had his say. I'd have mine, and, and you will get yours next. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, in the head-to-head battle, which almost feels like it's meaningless at this point against the K Show, rules are being made up on the fly. It doesn't seem to make much sense. Now it's the price is right rule. So we both took the Rams, so that eliminates that. Now I can actually root for the Bengals. Uh, we both took the over 48 and a half, so that doesn't matter as well. And then we went to, te- to, to combined game total. They took 55. We took 51. And now I'm learning that apparently the price is right rules are in effect, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Don and Peter were not happy about how that played out. It's it, it is ridiculous. And and by the way, if you had a a co-host, you know, worth anything with his brain capacity, wow, uh, he would have taken uh, once the case show w- what the number they go with was fifty five. They went with fifty five, I guess. So, I didn't hear it live. Yeah. So he would have taken either one or fifty six. No. Yes. But what did he take? He took fifty one. Yeah, it's shocking that he uh, went with the wrong decision. So I mean, why you? I don't understand. What is the matter with you? You're sending nasty tweets about me. You're taking shots at Rick? I mean, who, what? who are you? What nasty tweet did I send about I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to address what you just put out there on Twitter. I did not send a nasty tweet about all, you. All I know is that when I verbally berate you in the coming days, weeks, whatever it happens to be, I don't want to hear you whine. Where's, you where's, where can they find this tweet? At Ty D. Butler. Where Wait. do you think they can find the tweet? On Twitter. At Ty D. Butler. You can, fi- you, shot, you can find the tweet on Twitter. <laughs> But I, so I hear Rick was taking shots at me on your show yesterday. Yeah, and I defended you no more. I'm just, I'm, I'm no just more. responding to him. No you're more. You're my guy, Dave. I need a guy. Everyone needs a guy, and no. you're, you're my guy. No, I'm not. You're growing guy. the beard out, looking pretty good. I love the little, uh, the gray hairs formulating there. Now you, now you take a shot. No, I mean, I'm being, you're, 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 I'm being serious. I'm, it never ends with you. I'm being serious. You wonder why people think you're obnoxious. Post, post a picture of yourself on Twitter. I think no. you look really good. No, stop it. Stop it! I think you look great. Your football right, you know team's what? I, I would like right to. Direction. I would like. I, 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 listen, I would like to get to some calls. Let's do it. Unless you're going to continue to stand in my way, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to force a trade off the show. I'm going to fake a Good. hamstring. Good. Good. At this point, that'd be great. Force an, like an upset stomach. <laughs> Tell Ryan Hurley, our PD, be like, Ryan, I'm not feeling good. And then the second he's like, All right, you know what? Uh, how about you do Anita's show in the next game? You're like, you know what? I'm feeling much better. <laughs> That's an upgrade. Look at me. That's an upgrade. I'm upgrade. back. <laughs> um, right? I can I can be with Anita and the Knicks. That's an upgrade from Rothenberg. And yes, I'll, I'll take it. Fine. I mean, the truth is I probably like Jake better than you anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so. so what does that say about Jake who's uh, taking off next week? Just at, punting on the show. 
Just punting on the show. I have an announcing job, Dave. We've talked about this. but Jake, you know how I feel about you. I appreciate it, Dave. And, yeah, I feel like, you know, in the beginning of the year, we talked about you guys getting along, and that did not last very long. And that did not last because of who? I would say today, certainly Ty. Every day, Ty. He, uh, you know what it is? He has issues, and he can't help but but react like like a child, and this is what happens. And I want to get to the calls as well, and I want to talk football, and I'm not a Nets guy, but I do just want to say this, and I am not a Kyrie Irving guy at all. And you get a show, and you get a show, <laughs> and you get a show. I just want to say one thing. That law about visiting players being able to come here is still one of the dumbest things that I've Ridiculous. ever heard. Could not agree more. All right. Can, can, we, uh, can we get to the calls? Guys, please. is that something possible? We would love that. Okay. Let's go to Emmanuel in Flushing. Emmanuel, the floor is yours. You're on 98.7. Oh, oh, thank God. Uh, good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Emmanuel. How are you? Good, good. I'm, I'm happy that you bring up that you brought up the Knicks and it's some, a little bit in a, in a good way because thank God that the Knicks are not the Nets because if it were the Nets, Lord have mercy, all hell will break loose. Everybody's going to have a heart attack, including ourselves and Stephen A. Smith. But having said that, you're actually right about James Harden. I think James Harden, what he's doing is selfish. I mean, in the last two years, I mean, he's been playing for three teams, basically. Houston, Brooklyn, and, and now he's going to Philly. He's always leaving a bad note. I mean, I mean, it is amazing that the way he's doing it, he quit. He basically quit on his team. He quit on I his mean, team. Let's be fair. Uh, you know what? The thing that bothers me so much, Emmanuel, he quit on his team, mm-hmm. and he gets exactly what he wants. He's like a child who stands in the corner and gets his face red and throws down his sandwich and whines and cries, I didn't want this, I want this, and the parents run him over a new sandwich. Yeah. The one thing, I, I mean, you brought up about the Houston, I mean, listen, the one, I, the one thing I didn't like about the Houston part is the way that, you know, he, 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 he in a way, he disrespected Stephen Fowles, he's a head coach, and a black head coach, because we all talk about diversity, diversity, the way he did it, it was disrespectful. Now, I will say this. If I mean, to be honest with you, the, the Nets, this, the Nets situation is a failure if they do not win a championship this year and the next year. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, here's the thing. If, if they don't win a championship during this iteration, right? I mean, if they don't win one this year, then, then the first two years will have been failures. But, but they have to win a title, whether it's next year or the year after. I don't know if Kyrie's going to stay. I mean, you have any faith in this guy whatsoever? The answer is no, my guy. This is, this is my, my ride or die. Marv in the Bronx. Good morning, Marv. What's up, guys? First of all, you and Ty are hilarious. I enjoy listening to you. At first, I didn't like it, but I have going a, a, a taste for it, and I look forward to it every Saturday. Like I said, Dave, I don't start my day on Saturday until I talk to you guys, and I have a busy schedule. But I'm going to say this. Uh, Tyree Irving, I still can't believe he played for Shashevsky at Duke. You know, the well, he pl- what did he play, Marv? He played eight games for Coach K? Eleven games he played. 11. I looked it up. And, and and here's the thing, as far as I know, you're pressed for time. As far as the Super Bowl, I'm going with the Rams because I want to see my man Odell win a ring. I know he left the Giants in an in an inauspicious way, um, acrimonious way, I should say. But hey, I'm I'm wishing the guy the best. And as far as you two, keep doing it because if they ever put you guys on another network against the K Show, 
the K show wouldn't have a chance. Really? DR, you're the best, man. Thank you, Marv. I appreciate See ya! No, I'm not going head to head with the K show. He's a friend of mine. Although I like I like everyone at the station. I'm happy to be at this station. Ty, if we got an offer for from another station to go afternoon drive, you would you would jump on it, right? We have to, don't we? Like that kind of party? Anyone no, would. See, in here's that the situation. thing with you. I think you could turn on me at the at, at, at on no. a dime. It's it's all it's all fun and games, man. It's love. The love the love is evident. The love is conspicuous. No, I don't think so. There's a lot of. Uh, a lot a of lot, there's a here. lot of mean spirited dislike there's that you a, bring to me. There's a lot of synergy here, and I'm happy for you. You're doing, but but why would you wish you go go elsewhere? You're you're doing pretty good. And I have a, a co-host. I I have a, a team that I work with in the mornings. Yeah, you take shots at them all the time, which is why it's so hypocritical of you to. I don't. Well, I don't need you to, to, to weigh in on that. Really. Every time I that's tune not, in, that's not the, your business, to be honest. Every time, it's, it's not, not my, your business. It's not my business. You're it's only, not your business. You're telling the world your secrets. You're, you're blasting RJ for you know for whatever reason. Ray Santiago. Every time the Cowboys lose, you've got something smart to say. About I them I on hate Twitter. the Cowboys. I mean, that's not even like like I genuinely hate the Cowboys. I get it, but you always take shots at them. But then you have a problem when when I take shots at you. I'm just defending my guys. That's why I do what I do. Oh, sure. We're so team. now all of a sudden you're Mother Teresa of radio? <laughs> is that, is that, that's what you, you are? Stand, you had a calling? You Did God reach out and say to you, you know what? You must defend these guys. You stand for are something. Are they ill? Are they not able to defend themselves? <laughs> you stand for something or you stand for nothing at all. But listen, I mean, they can't defend themselves on the show. You're out of fear. You know, maybe they'll Oh, they, they're terrified. Have you heard Santiago? Said he wants to punch me in the head. I would want to punch you in the head if I were him, All too. right, but I don't think he's afraid to defend himself. You know what? Enough. Enough of you. It's too much of you today. <laughs> Not There's enough. There's too much. There Not is enough. too much of you today. Spike in St. Pete. Spike, good morning. You're on 98.7. Well, uh, you know I adore Ty, but one more word out of you, Ty, and I'm organizing a picket at the Newhouse School. Leave this brilliant genius alone. You're getting your airtime. Now, if the Schlomowitz Network offered you $2 million a piece to go, you'd run faster than Carl Lewis, boys. Let's be honest. So here we go. These two unlikable miscreants are a microcosm of what goes on today. Uh, I would call them spoiled brats. But on the other hand, I think the Sixers and the Bucks will wind up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ty gave me a little blowback. He still thinks the Nets will. Dave, I need you to sort this out. I think the Sixers having Embiid, who's having a career year, an all-time great oh, he, he year. Is, he is a, phenomenal. My, my concern phenomenal. about him, Spike, is at what? because you know the other shoe typically drops with him. At what point does he get himself hurt? Yeah, but Dave, you you know, we have to go back with him a little bit. I believe I may be wrong. I'll go on your intelligence here. I think the first two years he didn't play much, if at all. So he's, his body is not as old as his age, which sounds ridiculous. And I think the fact that Harden is anywhere decent, they kept uh, Maxi. They kept. They have this guy, um, uh, the Diang, that they got from Utah, who's a 40% three-point shooter. Uh, Danny uh, Green, all he does is win. And I think that uh, they got the right coach. You know, it's been a while for Doc, but I'll tell you. Do they have I the right coach? I mean, Spike, you, you, you say that so 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 obviously. They ha you you know that Doc Rivers is capable of winning the big game. I said I think so. I'm not sure, 
I'm not sure, but but he's won before, and Budenholz has won before. I don't see Steve Nash. Listen, he's a figurehead coach, let's face it. I see Brooklyn going into the tank, and I really feel bad for Kevin Durant. He didn't ask for this, and he got duped into this by Kyrie Irving. And if they lift the ban, so be it. Kyrie Irving is not as good as James Harden at their peaks. He's just not. They're both great players, and that's the shame of it all. And you, you kind of lose that a little bit. They're, they're both great, great players. But I, I don't understand how this is just like, a, this is who we're going to see in the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami is terrific and very well they're coached. They're not big enough. They're not no, big you, enough, you, you, say, you say that. Thanks for the call, Spike. You say that. I don't know that that's true. And I, I don't trust Cleveland. I'm not there on them yet or Chicago. But Milwaukee is going to be there. And Philly's excellent. And the Nets are, are, are a tough out. So, I mean, Atlanta got red hot at the right time last year. I, I, I think the East is completely wide open. I mean, how many teams realistically do you think can come out of these? Miami can come out of the East. They can. I'm not sold on Cleveland. I'm not sold on Chicago, although they're very good teams. Milwaukee could come out of the East. Philly can come out of the East. Brooklyn can come out of the East. At, at least four. At least. But you're sold on Harden in the playoffs as the best player now? No. No, but I don't think he will be the best player. I think Joel Embiid is the best player on that team. Can you win with your best player being your center? That's a big question. Well, we'll find out. The way this guy's played, he has been nothing short of sensation. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, I, I felt good about this. I felt like people were, were behaving and, and not flooding the phone lines with Stump Rothenberg calls. And now, now I feel like that might be out the window. Right? Ty and Jake, does it does it feel now like they're just they're calling ad nauseum, like it's just we're being inundated with calls? Yes, and um, I, I thought we made progress last week as far as uh, Stump Rothenberg is concerned, and uh -huh. like when we take our first call, nine oh two today. Nine oh two. You you have to be trolling, or you just don't pay attention to the program. So like this guy called, and you were like you're ninety eight seven. It's like I want to get on for Stump Rothenberg. Would he have held from nine oh two on? So it's almost like you know Jake plays the open. You know the Dave Rothenberg show ninety eight seven ESPN. Dave's like I'm just gonna get right to it. Big right. weekend, and he immediately calls. I got to get on for Stump Rothenberg. Doesn't sound trolling to me. But like you, if you listen to the program, you understand that we can't keep you on can't, hold. Don't you understand? Do you remember the Jackson Five? Of course. Do you remember? You remember what it was like with Michael Jackson or the Beatles, where people they could not contain themselves. Like you, normally, people would not see. Wow, this is this is a would, low point for you. But go would, ahead, would, continue. Would not see Michael Jackson and, and 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 shriek and lose their composure. But what happened was, they would see Ringo Starr. They would see Paul McCartney. Just they they would just erupt and get so excited. I I think it's a very similar effect to. Uh, to Stump Rothenberg. So we, good Lord, you're we, good. We've, we've hit the point of the show where Dave Rothenberg has compared himself not only to the greatest group of all time, but to the greatest artist of all time. I, I'm not that comparing is myself to them talent-wise. I'm saying the visceral reaction that Stump Rothenberg has on the general public is very similar to the, yes. Yeah, and you had a lot, of, lot to make up for because I uh, tuned in to the uh, Stump or the weekday edition of Stump Rothenberg. Not a uh, sensational performance. You're out of your, for, first of all, not you exactly know what, inspiring. 
I, I, I'm not remembering what I, how I defended you yesterday. I was like, by the way, you're better th- at, at screening the stump Rothamer calls than RJ. Like, I really went all in on everybody. And for you to treat me like this, is, it's disgusting. I'm just saying, I expect, be- I expect better from you. So I, I missed two, and it turns out I, in fact, missed one because one of the guys had, had the incorrect answer. Which we got to so do how, something. So how how awful! That. I missed one question in Stump Rothenberg. Well, you were undefeated the week before. I'm like 43 and two in my last 45, you were, and you're like, I expect better from you. You were 30. You know why don't you host a segment? You were 38. We'll make and it 0. Stump Butler. <laughs> you were 38 and 0. You got to be better, my friend. I'm sorry. Uh, you know I can't be better than that. If you're looking for better than that, then have someone else do it. Dave, can we be honest about something real quick? You know what I'd like to have happen? What's that? I think maybe Anita moves into this nine o'clock in the morning spot. She's got her spin class. She can't do it. I think I think Anita loops in 9 to 12, and I'll do something with, with maybe less focus, a, like a late afternoon Saturday Or maybe you thing. can swap. You you can do weekend wager from 10 to midnight on Friday nights. Yeah, and I'll she- take over that. Like, bet, bet the over. I'll give 500 picks. I'll give prop bets. I'll give over-unders. I'll, I'll give uh, coin toss, the anthem. I'll give all of it. Uh, points, rebounds, assists, and you know the beauty of giving five hundred bets is you can you can then promote yourself by saying I give out a winner every week. Oh, so now you're taking shots at Anita. No, no, I'm uh, not. You, you really you take shots at that's, anybody. That's not taking shots at her. That is not take. Stop! Don't do that. Do don't, you have unhappiness? And you, you have that. a dark heart, don't you? Don't do that. That was not taking a shot at Anita. Okay. All right. That, that, that was can can, can I get to some of the calls on on the NFL? Or do you have more? Gibberish! You I was want just going to gonna say there. something to you. Can we be honest that the Super Bowl lacks a little bit of juice? A lot of juice. Like I know no one wants to say it because it's the Super Bowl. I said it like when we started the show. It lacks juice. But that being said, even like the worst Super Bowl is still exciting. It's exciting, but there's no like villain. Like there, there are feel good stories. Stafford can bookend what should be a Hall of Fame career. Or Andrew Bur- Whitworth is a great story. It's a great no. It's Aaron a, Donald is a great story. No, these are great feel good stories. I said there are no villains. Like, like I Dylan, said, is there anyone? Uh, well, I don't know. I bet you the Giants fan might feel differently. I bet you there's a lot of Giants fans that find Eli Apple and or Odell Beckham Jr. to be villainous. But, but I was listening to Rick yesterday, and they asked him on the K show, like, how you feel about um, Odell? And you just like checked out. I think most Giants fans are p- pretty much checked out. Like, yeah, no, 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 I don't like Odell. But but so much so that you're rooting against the Rams tomorrow? No, no, not so much. But I'll tell you what, if Eli Apple's not on the Bengals, I would probably root against the Rams. But it's not it's not with the vigor of, like, rooting against Brady or, you know, this year people would have been rooting against Aaron Rodgers. There is, there, you're right. There is no massive villain here. It's, it doesn't it, exist. It's a bunch of feel-good stories. Matt Stafford is but what, what, should what, what, be a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Does that exist? There's, there's a, a, a large faction of the country that is just anti-Brady, even when he's quarterbacking Tampa Bay last oh, year? absolutely. Really? Of course. Are were. you that guy because you're a Jets fan, so you'll root I, against Brady whenever? Of, of course. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wherever he goes. But that's the. I mean, but that that's what comes with the territory of being Brady, of being LeBron. You know, that like that's you anywhere you go. It doesn't like, exist in the Super Bowl. You're right. So, so that's what it's missing. Like if the if the Bengals win, you feel great about it. They they were two years removed from a two win season. They've won six Does combined games the last two years. Does that make you feel at all better about the Jets? Or they, worse? Well, well, because because you might not get there. Well, because it could make you feel better that yes, it it happens that quickly, but it could also make you feel worse and say, well, in Joe Burrow's rookie season without an offensive line, that dude was fantastic. We played like five games because then he tore his ACL, but we saw it immediately. And we did didn't you see hear what Joe Namath said this week about Zach? Yeah, he didn't get. They didn't exactly give him a ring no. of endorsement. And Joe Namath is positive about anything. Everybody. 
right? He, I love this guy. I love that guy. I love the Jets. I see big things. How about Zach Wilson? I don't know about Zach Wilson. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to hard to be the like if you're someone pounding your. I know for a fact he's going to be great. I mean, you're, you're you're lying to yourself. So if I if I said to you, Ty, I have one million dollars in my pocket, which will be a large pocket. All right. If if you're right on this, you get the money. Zach Wilson will be a big time quarterback in this league. You'd say yes or no. Well, the odds are no. Like when you look at the success rate of, of quarterbacks, it's not really that high. So I don't without without full so analysis. Big, so big just, time. So all right. So give me a numerical value. Big time is what top ten, top twelve. Well, big time's got to be better than top ten. Big time's got to be all right. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you tiers like options. Either there has to be a time when you look at it and say, this guy's a top six quarterback in the NFL. That's big time, right? Oh, top six quarterback in the NFL. Or he leads his team to a Super Bowl championship. Oh, my God. Dave, that's an imp- <sighs> that. Oh, man. Hey, oh, you take the guy number two overall. You'd have to think that's your expectation. Be, right? no? right, so yes, I'll go there. I'll, but only because I'm, putting, I'm doing what you just said, putting value in where he was selected. Because if you go strictly based off of what we saw last season, and not that you should strictly go based off of that, but that's the only bit of evidence I have. Like, a guy's come from BYU. There wasn't great competition. And in his first year, he looked lost. Backup quarterbacks looked better. He finished strong. But, you know, so did uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I, I go, yeah. I, you I, say yeah. I, I go, yeah. Okay. I have to. I, I right. just have to. Just for your own. It's, it's, your it's own. my only hope. Dude. Yeah, I understand. All right, 1-800-919-3776. So, so Ty is right. And let's get into the, the game. He's correct. There is no, I hate this team because, right? I mean, Eli Apple might be that guy, but for the most part, he's he's irrelevant. Um, and Beckham is terrific. But Beckham, you know, we've always known that he's a talented wide receiver. That was never the issue. It's like James Harden, right? I mean, Beckham, without... I mean, it's very, I think it's comparable. Now, I don't think he let himself go, but he didn't want to. He got paid and didn't want to be here in New York and made it publicly known and went after Eli Manning and did a stupid interview with Lil Wayne and with, with Josina Anderson, right? So then the Giants trade him, and he says they forced him out, which is just not true. And then he did the same thing in Cleveland, and then his dad comes up with this video of, a, you know, a Mayfield doesn't want to throw the ball to him and all that kind of crap. And now he winds up where he wanted to always wind up. So it's another situation of the player acting like a baby and getting exactly what they want. That being said, I don't look at this Super Bowl and think to myself, God, I just I can't stand this team, this player, this anything. I actually, I, actually, I like Stafford. Uh, I like Aaron Donald. I like Sean McVay. I like Zach Taylor. I like Burrow. I like Jamar Chase. So I don't find this to be very unlikable. I think the Rams are better. And I said this earlier. I still I don't really truly understand how we're sitting here and the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm not I'm not coming up with some new ingenious brilliant take. But in my mind, if if first of all, I think if you're the Bengals, you have to figure out a way to establish a running game. If you can establish a running game and give your quarterback a little bit of time, I think you have a decent chance to win this game. If this is because the Niners could not run the ball in the NFC championship game, I think they ran for a grand total of 50 yards. So if Joe Mixon does nothing and you can't run the football and now you're one dimensional and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller 
can pin their ears back and just get after the quarterback against a, a, a subpar offensive line to begin with, I just I can't figure out a way that Cincinnati wins this game. Because I don't think Cincinnati's defense is all that special that they're going to you know really slow down the Rams' offense. I actually believe this game could get a little bit out of hand. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is a I don't know like a 31-13 and then maybe the Bengals score a late touchdown to a little window dressing to make it 31-20. But here's the thing. The Rams they they I think they're a better football team. Like if you go up and if I said to you the top 20 players in this game, what, what do you think 14 are Rams? Like the Rams are a better football team. That being said, the Bengals have this special mojo going on, which when it happens, it happens. Like, were, were the Patriots a better team than the Giants in 2007? Yes. But the Giants had it working. Were the Cowboys better than the Giants in 2007? Yes. I don't know how the Giants won that game. But sometimes when you're on this magic carpet ride, it just happens. Is that where, where we are right now? Where for the Bengals, it's just happening? They shouldn't be here. This was years ahead of anybody thinking they were going to get here. But here they are, and here we are. Then they're one good 60-minute game away from being the Super Bowl champions, which really, when you think about it, is amazing. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. You can try... Many have tried. Very few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Slowman's. Don LaGreca, always listening. Big fan of the show. Listening right now. He said that Niners game actually put him in the hospital. <laughs> in the, yeah. the actual hospital? Yeah, I think he, I think he developed kidney stones uh, after the game. Oh, no. That was a terrible—oh, uh, that was a bad game. I'm sorry, Don. Yeah. That's the Giants does? had a comfortable lead, and they completely gagged it away. By the way, Don- and, then, and then the the NFL they made a terrible call. There was a pass interference on a botched field goal, and the NFL didn't call it. The officials didn't call it. But then the Giants got the letter the next day, saying we're we're sorry, we we messed that up. It should have been a pass interference, but it wasn't. Reliving this might be sending Don back to the hospital. By the way, Don's celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Uh yes. How old is he gonna How old is he gonna be? Um, uh, I think he's five years older than me. I think fifty-four. Oh, the big five-four. The big five-four next year. Double nickels. Double nickel for Don. Nice yes. MJ performance next year. All right, can we play Stump Rothenberg, please? We can. And on the season, you are sixty-two and eight. Sixty-two and eight. Sixty-two and eight. Getting a lot of hate mail though. Who is? Uh, the show is. Uh, someone you can say high-ranking at the station. Just texted saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Stump Google. Well, let's call him out. That's the program director, Ryan Hurley. Stump Googleberg, as he said. Yeah, I mean, he obviously he has deep-rooted issues, and he's <laughs> taking it on me, and that's fine. <laughs> you know what? The segment can go away. You want, you want to end the segment? No, people look forward to it. All right, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm a man of the people. That's and if good. you don't want the segment, we won't do the segment. I said the same thing to Rick. I want to do the segment. You went 12-1 right. last week, so you can't go any worse than that. Well, I'm not going to be impressed. 62 and 8? 62 and 8. That's a pretty good start here's, to the season. Here's the goal. Don't get to the double-digit loss mark this week. So, all right, anything in a, with a 1 next to it you yeah, could accept? I can accept that. 
All right, let's uh, let's start. Let's go to um, let's go to uh, Drew Long Island. Drew, lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, how you doing? Uh, I am doing great. How are you, Drew? Doing all right. Love the show. First time caller, but I do listen every weekend. I so, appreciate that. Uh, and and if Stump Rothenberg were to go away, would you miss it? I I I, I don't know what I would do Saturday mornings. To be honest. There, see, there you go. All right, take that, Ryan Hurley. Continue. So, uh, uh, just uh, full disclosure, I gave uh, wrong stat before I did. thirty. I said 32 out of 33 for this. It's 29 out of 30. But, you know, I checked myself. So, Dave, the tennis question for you. All right. Between the French Open of 2005 and Wimbledon 2012, a run of 30 majors, 29 were won by either Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic. Who won the other ones? Thinking Stan Warinka. What what is the uh, is what what is the time frame? Uh, French Open 05, Wimbledon 12. French Open 05, Wimbledon 12. All right, so it could be Marat Safin then. How, how many? How many are you looking for? It's a run of thirty. Only one was won by not the big three. Now, Andy Murray, but he may be outside. Oh, I know who it is, and we and we mentioned him uh, on the show. He he wept this week because it looks like his career is over. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro. Well done, Dave. Yeah, he won the U.S. Open in 2009, I believe. So that would be 1-0, correct, Ty? That would be 1-0. For okay. the internet speed. We can stop right now. You want to stop right now? <laughs> oh, stop I'll, re- so I'll read the closing stop sponsor. Being and that'll be so sensitive. Stop being sensitive. Uh, let's go to Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Top of the morning, Dave. Top of the morning to you, Luke. All right. I ended your streak last week. Let's see if I can uh, keep it up. All right. Super Bowl question. Who has the most sacks for a career in the Super Bowl? You think Charles Haley. Now, remember, sacks only became a stat in, like, 82. So I'm thinking Charles Haley because he's been to five. It's going to have to be someone that's been to a lot. And Justin Tuck, I think, has four. He had two in each. If you remember, Coney Ealy had three. Panthers, I believe. I, I'm not gonna, you know, what, I'm not gonna waste any time. I'm gonna give you what I believe is the answer, and it, it I think it's right, and it might not be. I'm gonna go Charles Haley. Uh, you got me this week, Dave. Oh, you know, my favorite part of that was what? So as I'm screening that call, he he gives me the question. He's already scouting what his follow-up's gonna be for the uh, double stump. And the, now, the he's, portion. now he's going to have to wait. And now that's dead. It, it, we're 2-0. and Jake, I'm not ready for you yet, but are you going to be playing uh, this week? I will be playing. And that last caller actually has a drop here. He's this guy. Come on! Oh, so you've well, actually you've gotten him before. But, yes, I will be playing later. And you're 62-8. and eight, And this isn't my stump question, but oh. do you know who two of those losses came to this no, year? No, I, I don't. Let, let's go to Walker and Mawa. Walker, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Morning, Dave. 
two and eight in my career against you trying to stay above the Mendoza line today. You're not you're nowhere near the Mendoza line. Two for ten. Yeah, two for ten. We'll see if you can get there. Go ahead. All right. NBA question. Very gettable. NBA history, what player has the most career points without ever winning league MVP? That's a good question. I nailed this pretty quickly, by the way. Did you? I did. I was very impressed with myself. Most career points without winning an MVP. All right. Oh, I was going to say Vince Carter. Is there anybody else? Oh, Mello. Vince Carter, Mello. Those are my first two that come to mind. I don't think Dominique Wilkins won an MVP. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Carmelo Anthony. You the man, Dave. Carmelo Anthony. That's three zero. And you got that was easy for you? Yeah, that was pretty simple. It's a good question. It is. I, I got to be honest. The questions today have been pretty good. Uh, you know, you know what I do, man. I listen, and I always give you props for it. I always, always do. do. That's three zero. Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum and I have mended fences. Cullum, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's going on, Dave? So, What's up, Colin? I want both. I want city and country. What is the oldest currently inhabited city in the world? I can't. I can't. He- can you repeat this? I can't really hear him. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? A little bit better. Um, I said, can you name, I want city and country, the oldest inhabited city in the world, still inhabited. I don't think I know the city. I I would guess it's probably Lebanon. But Is I that your know. final answer? No, clearly not, because that's that's not going to be right. Um. Now let me let me let me ask you this: Are we considering like Palestinian territories to be it inhabited real countries or no? No. Okay. I think it's it's got to be in the Middle East, so it's going to be a, a a Syria, an Iran. I'm I'm still going to go. I don't know the city, and I think that becomes much more difficult. I'm going to say Lebanon. Incorrect, David. Damascus in Syria. I don't know that that's right. I don't know that that's right. Ty, I'm going to need you to do a little research on that before we officially count that as an X. Will you do that for me? Of course. I would do anything for you, Dave. See, you're, you're a good I guy. Would, All right, I would at the moment, if it meant the Giants winning a title. At the moment, we will put him through to the second round, but I'm not sure that that's accurate. All right. All right. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave, I just want to say one thing. Any one of the things you're Googling is crazy because I was listening. You, you said Del Porto and Stan Warinka. You said Stan Warinka like right away. It would be impossible to remotely Google that. Here, I'm just here's, the this, Here, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are better than them. 
Chris. We don't right. need to lower ourselves to, to the Ryan Hurleys okay. of the world. All okay. Right. I, so I let's, won't bring let's, it up again. I just felt let's keep our head yeah. above the fray. Okay. All right. So, Dave, we all know Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, yes. has seven rings. And we know that Charles Haley has five rings. All right? They're the only two with seven and five. Now, there's a whole slew of uh, players that have four Super Bowl rings. Okay? Now, there are three of those guys that have four rings that have played on two or more Super Bowls, have won them with two or more teams, I should say. Okay. Two or more teams, four rings. I just There are three defensive players in history that have, like I said, four rings with yep. two or more teams. All right. Give me. Uh, can you just give me two of them? You don't have to give me I three. Think so. I think so. I think Matt Millen is up there. Matt Millen has with three different teams. I think Bill Romanowski is up there. Very good. You got all right. You got. Two, I, I think. I think. Uh, I think Ted Hendricks is up there. Uh, you got them all. You got yeah. all three. Guys. And there you go. That's all three. Ty. That's all three. That's that's why you are who you are. Did you do any uh, research gonna on take, that? It's going to take some time, so we're going to have to go through the break. All right. Can, should we take Jake here or should we break Let's here first? Let's take Jake, of course. All right, listen, don't scold me. All right, Jake. Jake. Jake, and I know, where are we this year, you and I? I believe you are three and two against me, so I'm two and three against so, you. And, and you were two and oh, right? I was two and oh, so you are now on a three-game winning streak, correct? All right. And I know, because this has been your mantra, you're going Super Bowl because you're going to do that all the way through the And Super I Bowl. appreciate you, Dave. Yes, I am going Super Bowl until, I guess, this week. So moving forward after, we will go back to baseball, basketball, entertainment, and all that gotcha. good stuff. So today is the okay. final Super Bowl question, and my question for you is, which player holds the record for the most receptions in a single Super Bowl game? Um, James White. Wow. <laughs> so here's the thing. Me and Ty play every morning, and I ask him the question. He went through several wide receivers, which most people would do when they hear that question. But not you, Dave. You are the man, and that is correct. James, And I believe it's 14. <laughs> you wanted to say how many yards he went for as well? I don't know that. Okay, I'm, well. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a ton. I'm going to say 77. So he caught an incredible 14 passes, which is the record for 110 yards and wow. a touchdown. And that broke Demarius Thomas, the late great Demarius Thomas's record, who had 13. Now, when I was growing up, because I remember this, I remember watching it and like making a mental note. It was Dan Ross, the tight end of the Bengals. He he had it for a while, but that that got broken. So that's impressive. And yeah, you want to know what I love about you, Dave? When we ask you for just one answer, like the last question, he asked you for two out of the three. You were you were you could have probably named four out of the three, even though there was not even a fourth guy. But it is quite amazing what you do on a weekly basis here. Uh, walking double entendre, back involving himself, saying the answer is wrong. Cullum is not right. We're right. investigating. So you you get to the bottom of that. If if we do consider that to be wrong, what do you um, we're not what do you there have the record yet. at? We're, right now we're five and one. Five and one. That's pretty good. Five and one. All right. Stump Rothenberg continues with you, ninety-eight seven ESPN. Uh, Ty, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the microphone, which you've had for quite a bit today. Why don't you tell people what you found? All right, so we've got a hung jury, which means we got to throw the case. Uh, every site I've gone to gave me different answers. You've got Lebanon, you've got Syria. I mean, we we can't figure the answer out, so we're just gonna have to strike the question from the record. Uh, we're gonna leave Colum in the Bronx on. Just because we don't, you know, what can we do with that? 
he's going to be able to ask. He's got to be better question. though. It's it's a tough one though. He's got to be better. You go to a you go to a website with a question, you expect to get the answer and it'd be definitive. I expect the answer to be definitive, and I, I look down on Cullum for that. So we'll we'll allow <laughs> him. Cullum this... have this rivalry brewing. I'm concerned. It's him with me. He's like I, talking I, about I his kids. Uh, He's got a kid on the way. Be nice, uh, to which him. is great. I hope. I hope the kid has a long, wonderful wish, life. You wishing colic on his kid? Uh, like that's really more of a, an issue with Colin. All right. So uh, people are tweeting in. You just had that question on Wednesday, the James White question. Yeah. And, and Jake, what did I tell you when we went to break? That was the first thing you said. And again, it's a little hard for us to listen. You know, when we're working nights, to listen at six thirty. But yes, you did have it. But. You get all these questions so quickly anyway that whether you had it before or not, it's it's hard to tell. So I understand the haters, and that's fine. But but I think people realize that this is genuine and legitimate. All right, so we're 5-0 and oh then. We're going to strike that from the record, correct? We will. All right, uh, let's go to Jared in Westchester. Jared, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How are you? I haven't called in before, but I'm a huge fan. Well, go ahead. The floor is yours, Jared. So my question is uh, – football question okay. and so after Brady and Roethlisberger retired there's only one active quarterback with multiple Super Bowl rings who is that quarterback this is going to be a backup quarterback does Nick Foles have multiple See, Nick Foles has the one. Russell Wilson only has one. Rodgers has one. Flacco has the one. Maybe Flacco has two. Flacco the backup somewhere? I mean, clearly, that's what it's going to be. It's, it's, this is going to be a, uh, a backup quarterback. Um, I think Flacco might have been a backup somewhere, but I can't. I'm, I'm going to go with Flacco. <laughs> Is that wrong? Incorrect. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right, because he was the backup on the Patriots. All right. I hate that question, by the way. Well, you know what? It's it's. I mean, it's legit. He got me, so he can hang on for, for round two. So now we're what five and one. Excuse me, yes, 5-1. and one. Did you just belch on the air? No, I'm coughing up a lung, but thanks of you to be concerned. Well, I didn't realize it was coughing. All right, so 5-1. and one. Um, let, Let's bring Jared right back. Let's bring him for the college question because he just stumped me with, the, uh, with that quarterback question. All right, Jared, for the Daily Double, first time ever. What college? Where are we going? Wayne Goldman. Clemson, thank you for playing. <laughs> All right, shut him up quick. Let's go to let's go to Cullum. Wow. I don't know that this is deserve it or not, but we'll we'll bring him in. Cullum in the Bronx for the daily. It's not the daily double, Cullum, but for, to get me on the college version. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm disappointed. I'll, I'll I'll admit I won't. I looked at I looked it up myself. I try. I looked at the two websites that I found it from. You were saying that the Palestinian thing, like the oldest city, was technically Jericho, but it was in the Palestinian territory. So. I looked up multiple different things, and you're right. I see different answers, so I won't count it. On, I won't count it as well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with it. But uh, for college person, let's uh, Delaney Walker. Delaney, we're talking tight end Delaney Walker. Yes. Tight end Delaney Walker. 
Um, he went to Central Missouri, I believe. Final answer. Yeah, you're good, Dave. You're good. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. I like how you was like, shut that guy up right away. You were mad that he got you, uh, he stumped you. The Wayne Gallman? Yeah. No, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's, the first question. Yeah, no, listen, you don't like it. I, I don't love it either. I knew it was a backup. I just I couldn't think it's of It's like when a, when a team beats you in a regular season and they get to the playoffs and then you beat them. You feel and, like, and I dunked right on his head. You right? feel good about it. All right. So yeah, now it, we're, what, 7-1? and 7-1. This is huge because you're sitting on one loss. You can march into next week with double-digit losses. You're at 9 overall in the year, or you can stay in single digits. You ready? I'm ready. Karis LeVert. Michigan, I believe. Right, he played for Beeline at Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Uh, is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Correct. <laughs> Dominique Wilkins never won an MVP, but Georgia. since you brought him up, wow, look at you. <laughs> that, that's the regular season thing again, where you get dunked on in the playoffs. Duncan Robinson. Now, Duncan Robinson is interesting. Very interesting. Because Duncan Robinson, I believe... Went to Williams, but started at Michigan. Wow. You're good, but it's the other way around. He started at Williams, then went to Michigan. Oh, all right. But, but still. still got it, right? Yeah. Right. Should, should we ding him that he got the order incorrect? But see, that's Stop it. That's what happens when you try to offer extra information. Uh, Joe Dumars. McNeese State. How, do, how did you know that? I'm a genius, Ryan Hurley. That is un- a genius. That is un. Because my Google's working extra fast today, Ryan. Good that's Lord, that's how I knew it. Good. All right, we you had to stay up late to watch this guy beat your basketball team this week, so we'll we'll end it with Mike Conley Jr. The Ohio State. The correct answer. The twelve and one performance. And that is that's the pretty good, isn't it? The seventy-four and nine on the year. Uh-huh. We'll take that every day of the week. The Dave Rothenberg Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like to be that uncomfortable. Pimply face, not very popular kid. <laughs> but now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. You can try. Many have tried. Very few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg, 987 ESPN, brought to you by Slowman's. Don LaGreca, always listening. Big fan of the show. Listening right now. He said that Niners game actually put him in the hospital. <laughs> in the, yeah. the actual hospital? Yeah, I think he I think he developed kidney stones uh, after the game. Oh no. That was a terror it was, uh, oh that was a bad game. I'm sorry, Don. Yeah. That's the Giants had a comfortable lead and they completely gagged it away. By the way, Don- And then and then the, the NFL they made a terrible call. There was a pass interference on a botched field goal and the NFL didn't call it. The officials didn't call it, but then the Giants got the letter the next day saying we're we're sorry we we messed that up it should have been a pass interference but it wasn't reliving this might be sending don back to the hospital by the way don's celebrating a birthday tomorrow uh yes how old is he gonna how old is he gonna be um i think he's five years older than me i think 54 oh the big five four the big five four next year double nickels double nickel for don yeah mj performance next year all right can we play stump rothenberg please we can and on the season you are 62 and eight 
62 and 8. 62 and 8. Getting a lot of hate mail, though. Who is? Uh, the show is. Uh, someone you can say high ranking at the station just texted saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Stump Google. Well, let's call him out. That's the program director, Ryan Hurley. Stump Googleberg, as he said. Yeah, I mean, he obviously he has deep-rooted issues, and he's <laughs> taking it on me, and that's fine. <laughs> you know what? The segment can go away. You want you want to end the segment? No, people look forward to it. All right, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm a man of the people. That's and if good. you don't want the segment, we won't do the segment. I said the same thing to Rick. I want to do the segment. You went 12-1 right. last week, so you can't go any worse than that. Well, I'm not going to be impressed. 62-8? and 62-8. That's a pretty good start here's, to the season. Here's the goal. Don't get to the double-digit loss mark this week. So, all right, anything you know, with a one next to it you yeah, could accept? I can accept that. All right, let's uh, let's start. Let's go to um, let's go to uh, Drew Long Island. Drew, lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, how you doing? Uh, I am doing great. How are you, Drew? Doing all right. Love the show. First time caller, but I do listen every weekend. I so, appreciate that. Uh, and and if Stump Rothenberg were to go away, would you miss it? Uh, I, I I don't know what I would do Saturday mornings, to be honest. There, see, there you go. All right, take that, Ryan Hurley. Continue. So uh, uh, just uh, full disclosure, I gave a uh, wrong stat before I did. thirty. I said 32 out of 33 for this. It's 29 out of 30. But, you know, I checked myself. So, Dave, the tennis question for all you. All right. Between the French Open of 2005 and Wimbledon 2012, a run of 30 majors, 29 were won by either Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic. Who won the other ones? I'm thinking Stan Wawrinka. What, what, is, the, uh, is what, what is the time frame? Uh, French Open 05, Wimbledon 12. French Open 05, Wimbledon 12. All right, so it could be Marat Safin then. H how many How many are you looking for? It's a run of 30. Only one was won by not the big three. Now, Andy Murray, but he may be outside. Oh, I know who it is, and we, and we mentioned him uh, on the show. He, he wept this week because it looks like his career is over. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro. Well done, Dave. Yeah, he won the U.S. Open in 2009, I believe. So that would be 1-0, correct, Ty? That would be 1-0 okay. for the internet speed. We can stop right now. You want to stop right now? <laughs> stop I'll, re so I'll read the closing sponsor, and that'll be it. so sensitive. Stop being sensitive. Uh, let's go to Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Top of the morning, Dave. Top of the morning to you, Luke. All right. I ended your streak last week. Let's see if I can uh, keep it up. All right. Super Bowl question. Who has the most sacks for a career in the Super Bowl? And you think Charles Haley. Now, remember, sacks only became a stat in, like, 82. So I'm thinking Charles Haley because he's been to five. It's going to have to be someone that's been to a lot. And Justin Tuck, I think, has four. He had two in each. If you remember, Coney Ely had three. The 
Panthers, I believe. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna waste any time. I'm gonna give you what I believe is the answer, and it, it I think it's right, and it might not be. I'm gonna go Charles Haley. Uh, you got me this week, Two and zero. You know, my favorite part of that was what? So as I'm screening that call, he he gives me the question. He's already scouting what his follow-up's gonna be for the uh, double stump. And now the, the he's portion. now he's gonna have to wait. And now that's dead. It, it, we're 2-0. and oh. Jake, I'm not ready for you yet, but are you going to be playing uh, this week? I will be playing, and that last caller actually has a drop here. He's this guy. Come on! Oh, so you've actually you've gotten him before. But, yes, I will be playing later, and you're 62-8, and eight, and this isn't my stump question, but oh. do you know who two of those losses came to this no, year? No, I, I don't. Let, let's go to Walker and Mawa. Walker, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Morning, Dave. 2-8 and eight in my career against you trying to stay above the Mendoza line today. You're, not, you're nowhere near gotta, the Mendoza line. Two Let's for go. ten. Yeah, two for ten. We'll see if you can get there. Go ahead. All right. NBA question. Very gettable. NBA history, what player has the most career points without ever winning league MVP? That's a good, that's a good question. I nailed this pretty quickly, by did the way. Did you? I did. I was very impressed with myself. Most career points without winning an MVP. All right. Oh, I was going to say Vince Carter. Is there anybody else? Oh, Mello. Vince Carter, Mello. My first two that come to mind. I don't think Dominique Wilkins won an MVP. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Carmelo Anthony. You the man, Dave. Carmelo Anthony. That's three zero. Yeah, you got that. Was easy for you? Yeah, that was pretty simple. It's a good question. It is. I, I got to be honest. The questions today have been pretty good. Uh, you know, you know what I do, man. I listen, and I always give you props for it. I always, always do. do. That's three zero. Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum and I have mended fences. Cullum, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's going on, Dave? So What's up, Colin? I want both. I want city and country. What is the oldest currently inhabited city in the world? I can't. I can't. He, can you repeat this? I can't really hear him. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? A little bit better. Um, I said, can you name, I want city and country, the oldest inhabited city in the world, still inhabited. I don't think I know the city. I, I would guess it's probably Lebanon. But is I that your final answer? No, clearly not, because that's that's not going to be right. Um, now let me let me let me ask you this: Are we considering like Palestinian territories to be it inhabited real countries or no? No. Okay. I think it's it's got to be in the Middle East, so it's going to be a, a a Syria, an Iran. I'm I'm still going to go. I don't know the city, and I think that becomes much more difficult. I'm going to say Lebanon. 
incorrect, Dave. It's Damascus in Syria. Yeah, see, I don't know that that's right. I don't know that that's right. Ty, I'm going to need you to do a little research on that before we officially count that as an X. Will you do that for me? Of course. I would do anything for you, Dave. See, you're, you're a good I guy. Would, All right, well, at the moment. If it meant the Giants winning a title. At the moment, we will put him through to the second round, but I'm not sure that that's accurate. All right. All right. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. I just want to say one thing. Any one of the things you're Googling is crazy because I was listening. You, you said Del Porto and Stan Warinka. You said Stan Warinka like right away. It would be impossible to remotely Google that. Here, I'm just here's saying. the thing. Here, here's, the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are better than them, Chris. We don't right. need to lower ourselves to, to the Ryan Hurleys okay. of the world. All right. Okay? So I let's, won't bring let's, it up again. I just felt- let's keep our head yeah. above the fray. Okay. All right. So, Dave. We all know Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls, yes. has seven rings. And we know that Charles Haley has five rings, all right? They're the only two with seven and five. Now, there's a whole slew of uh, players that have four Super Bowl rings, okay? Now, there are three of those guys that have four rings that have played on two or more Super Bowls, have won them with two or more teams, I should say. Okay. Two or more teams, four rings. I just there are three defensive players in history that have, like I said, four rings with yep. two or more teams. All right, give me. Uh, can you just give me two of them? You don't have to give me. I three think of them. so. I think I think Matt Millen is up there. Matt Millen has with three different teams. I think Bill Romanowski is up there. Very good. You got all right. You got. Two, I, I think. I think. Uh, I think Ted Hendricks is up there. Uh, you got them all. You got yep. all three. Guys. And there you go. That's all three, Ty. That's all three. That's that's why you are who you are. Did you do any uh, research gonna on take, that? It's going to take some time, so we're going to have to go through the break. All right. Can, should we take Jake here or should we break Let's here first? Let's take Jake, of course. All right, listen, don't scold me. All right, Jake. Jake. Jake, and I know, where are we this year, you and I? I believe you are three and two against me, so I'm two and three against so, you. And, and you were two and oh, right? I was two and oh, so you are now on a three-game winning streak, correct? All right. And I know, because this has been your mantra, you're going Super Bowl, because you're going to do that all the way through this. And Super I Bowl. appreciate you, Dave. Yes, I am going Super Bowl until, I guess, this week, so moving forward after, we will go back to baseball, basketball, entertainment, and all that right. good stuff. So today is the okay. final Super Bowl question, and my question for you is, which player holds the record for the most receptions in a single Super Bowl game? Um, James White. Wow. <laughs> so here's the thing. Me and Ty play every morning, and I ask him the question. He went through several wide receivers, which most people would do when they hear that question. But not you, Dave. You are the man, and that is correct. James and I believe it's 14. Do <laughs> you want to say how many yards he went for as well? I don't know that. Okay, I'm well, gonna, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a ton. I'm going to say 77. So he caught an incredible 14 passes, which is the record for 110 yards and wow. a touchdown. And that broke Demarius Thomas, the late great Demarius Thomas's record, who had 13. Now, when right. I was growing up, because I remember this, I remember watching it and like making a mental note. It was Dan Ross, the tight end of the Bengals. 
he he had it for a while, but that that got broken. So that's that impressive. And yeah, you want to know what I love about you, Dave? When we ask you for just one answer, like the last question, he asked you for two out of the three. You were right. You were go, you could have probably named four out of the three, even though there was not even a fourth guy. But it is quite amazing what you do on a weekly basis here. Uh, walking double entendre, back involving himself, saying the answer is wrong. Cullum is not right. We're right. investigating. So you you get to the bottom of that. If if we do consider that to be wrong, what do you um, we're not what do you there have the record yet. at? Wait, right now we're five and one. Five and one. That's pretty good. Five and one. All right. All right. We've done a little detective work, and we will get to the bottom of this. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's set the stage again, Ty. Okay. Let's, Let's set do the it. stage. So we have this that happened a couple of years ago on the Michael K show. Let's take a listen. I think I'm saying this right, Peter. Stench in Mamaronek. You're on ESPN New York. How are you, sir? Oh, hey, no, it's uh, Bennett. So it's amazing to me. My first thought is, what is the call screener doing? And <laughs> Ty immediately takes Andrew Gunling and throws him under the bus. No, I did not. I, I look. Can I please? I say I don't think it was Gunling, and you say you're convinced it was Andrew Gunling. Correct. That's cool. You asked if I was the one who screened that call because we just had a similar slip-up. There was a Steve, and all of a sudden his name right. was Luke. And he's like, my name's not Steve. My name is Luke. And yes. then we went to the the big misstep, which is which is stench to, to, to Bennett. To Bennett. <laughs> so which I said, happen. were you involved in that little little mess up? And you said, no, well, of course not. And then I think you said a snide thing about Gunling. No, I said, I don't he... work the show. That's not my show. You said, show. you don't work the show. You believe it was Gunling. Yes or no, you said you yes, believe it was Gunling. I believe it was Andrew Gunling. We made a $25 on-air wager, which will be Venmoed over via Jake as the mule uh, when we find out the answer to this, correct? That's correct. All right. Let's bring on a man that I believe was there the day of the crime, RJ. Not RJ Bell. We've stepped up in RJ's. <laughs> RJ Santillo. Good morning, RJ. Oh, hello, Dave, my friend. How are you? I'm fine. I will be in a great mood in a moment if I get the answer I'm looking for, and if not, I'll feel embarrassed. Was Andrew Gunling the person that messed up and said it's stench from a Marinek? It pains me to do this because I, I care deeply about both of you. Oh, Lord. However, no, Andrew <laughs> Gunling was not involved. Oh, no. He was not working that day, correct? <laughs> he was not. He was not. He was off that day. Oh, wow. For this to happen on his day off. Yep. That's right. So someone RJ, in for Andrew did this to him. No, oh. no, no, no. We're not going to mention names. No, we're not, I'm not we're saying not, no. Name. That's Lawrence Taylor! That's Lawrence Taylor! We're not mentioning names. <laughs> oh, RJ, you'll be happy to know that I am now $25 wealthier than I was before talking to you. Well... As they, as they say, money finds money, right? RJ, you'd be happy to know that he is going to use the $25 to purchase you a fruit basket with unexpired food because now he can use priority mail. He can step up his game. We're not going to well, do standard delivery. We're going to do priority this time. It really troubles me that Jake is being used as a mule here because if Jake gets taken down by the feds, he's... I mean, I'll be implicated now. He'll, he'll take down everybody. That's right. Listen, listen, and RJ, I love you. I'll talk to you Monday morning. Go get some sleep, would you? While you're awake right now is beyond me. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. That, of course, the great RJ Santillo produces uh, DPH on Rothenberg in the morning. Uh, before we get to some of the calls on the Super Bowl tie, how do you feel about that? I mean, losing a wager like that. Probably not so good. Probably not. He's speechless. 
Of course he uh, is. $25. I mean, that, that was going to go into a, a nice little Bengals parlay tomorrow. So instead of putting 10 bets out there, we're going to go to nine. Okay. Uh, Listen, so. that's fine. I don't care. But uh, Jake, I'll give you um, give you the Venmo information later. You can shoot that How are you going right to use the $25? Uh, it's going to be a pizza for the during the game tomorrow. Nice. I just yeah. pay. I just... Paid you for just your... bought my family a large wow. cheese pie for the game tomorrow. Sponsored like that by, kind of party. Can we do like a sponsored by Ty D. Butler sign over the pizza? Maybe. Maybe maybe I'll tweet out a photo of the pizza and say thank you to yes. Ty for, for his lack of knowledge when it comes to the case. Let's show. do it. More followers for Ty D. Butler. Let's it. go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? Uh, I'm great, Mitch. How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Um, Rams, it's going to be a little tougher. They're missing Higby. He's not going to play another offensive lineman. You can't trust OBJ. I see Cooper Cobb is going to have to get at least two touchdowns. He should have been the MVP. And if they win, it'd be like the first time the Rams playing in L.A. at one it since 1951 when you had uh, Norm and Crazy Legs. What kind of a name is that? Hirsch? One of our well, boys. His, his real name is one um, Crazy Legs. That wasn't his given name. No, that was a nickname. He was pretty fast. He um, played multiple positions. I think he was not even 200 pounds. They think they listed defensive end, running back, wide receiver. Uh, incredible those days for the Rams. But then the, he's got a they got a winner for Vince Vargamo, Pat Hayden. I'm sure. I'm sure. And thanks for the call, Mitch. I'm sure that the that Odell Beckham is not thinking to himself as he takes the field tomorrow. Boy, you know I, I got to win this for Eric Dickerson. Really, I, I don't. I don't think current players think like that anymore. I don't, I don't think that I, – I, I would guarantee you if you asked the bulk of the players on the Rams who Vince Ferragamo was, that maybe none or less than a handful would have any idea who, who Vince Ferragamo was. Wendell Tyler, Jackie Youngblood, Jackie Slater. Players don't care. They have no interest in that. So you mentioned Elroy Hirsch. Nobody – I mean, you think the current player cares about that? Not even a little bit.